Blog Talk Radio. Paul Lawrence Van hosts the Wealthy Speaker Talk Radio Show, an exciting and entertaining show. Listeners, fans, and followers are inspired, motivated, and discover strategies that assist them in improving their personal and professional life. Tune in, listen in, and phone in with questions. Encourage your family, friends, and colleagues to tune in as well. Tune in, listen in, and call in with questions at 516-453-9480 and or join Paul and guest experts in the web chat room, www.blogtalkradio.com slash Paul Lawrence Van. We look forward to you joining us for another amazing episode of the Wealthy Speaker Radio Show. Yes, and good day, everyone. This is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Glad that you could be with me today, and it's another beautiful day of living. And we have a wonderful guest today. His name is Patrick Alcorn. Patrick, how are you doing today? I'm doing outstanding, but I'm improving. All right, fantastic. And we're going to work it out doing this interview. And what I love to do, everyone, all listeners, is provide a bio. I'm going to provide it, of course, today for Patrick Alcorn. And as this episode states, he empowers through leadership as well as excellence. And Patrick is the director at the University of Texas at Austin, the Veterans Business Outreach Center. And he's also founder of the Business Beyond the Battlefield Conferences. And we're going to talk about this, of course, during the interview. Uh, Patrick is also a John Maxwell team speaker, teacher, and coach, having served as an NCAA athlete, a U.S. Army engineer, UA, a deputy city councilman, and an award-winning sales professional for Fortune 100 companies. Patrick knows how to empower you to get up, get out, and keep moving, even under the most difficult circumstances. And as a co-author, a coach, and a keynote speaker, he delivers power, passion, and a dynamic experience to diverse audiences. Patrick's combination of the West Point experience, a master's in business administration, and relevant real-world knowledge of the small business startup process moves you to discover the talents, skills, and abilities that you have within. And without no further ado, I want to introduce again Patrick Alcorn. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing today? Paul, I'm doing outstanding. Thank you so very, very much for having me, and I want to say greetings to your audience of listeners that are out there. Oh, fantastic. And we're going to talk about quite a few things today, and Patrick's going to share his expertise and his knowledge with you all so that you can gain a better understanding of who he is. So again, Patrick, I'm honored to have you as a guest expert. Let's talk about the remarkable University of Texas at Austin Veteran Business Outreach Center program and how it adds value to the community that you serve. Absolutely. The University of Texas at Arlington was recognized in 2017, 18, 19, and now in 20 as the number one university for veterans and military families. And it has a lot to do with all of the resources that we have, We've got a campus of over 4,000 folks that come from the military community in addition to all the other folks that are on our campus, but lots and lots of resources. Uh, I came to the university in 2014 uh, as an entrepreneur coach for the state of Texas to help folks 
that were in the military community starting grow businesses, uh, wrote a grant for the U.S. Small Business Administration uh, to uh, start the organization that I'm now director over. But the University of Texas at Arlington is, uh, leads according to the Military Times Magazine, the number one university for veterans and military spouses. Uh, our program is set up in such a way with a full focus on uh, our whole goal is to increase awareness of and facilitate access to entrepreneurial resources. Uh, fantastic. And I know it's a, a wonderful campus, and I've spoken in, in the Austin area a couple of times uh, at the convention center, and uh, it's just a beautiful place, lots to do. And as you stated, uh, so many assets and resources within that campus and that community, and uh, it really behooves one who's in that area to really uh, get in touch with you and the organization to see how you can help them and then how they can, of course, give back to the community. And I also wanted to point out this time that Patrick is also a certified small business advisor, so uh, he's he's in the know in terms of helping small businesses to get start startups as well as to how to get their businesses jump started. So that's that's another aspect of his bio as well. And uh, not only is he the director of the uh, Veterans Business Outreach Center, but he's also founder of the Business Beyond the Battlefield conferences. Now, how does this serve your ideal clients? And if you can explain and share more about what what the conferences are. Sure, uh, Paul. Thank you for asking. The, l- let me start with, with some facts so you understand where this conference came from. Uh, it's okay. a fact that uh, following World War II, over 50% of those folks who wore the uniform came out and started businesses. That means that if you and I were leaving the military right now, and, we, and it was right after World War II, that one of us was going to start a business. See, we were problem-solving individuals, innovative, and based upon our military experiences, we were creative and innovative, and we knew how to solve problems. And we came back to America, we saw problems all about America, and decided to start businesses to solve those problems. And that was 50% of those transitioning out of the military. What would be your best guess today on the number of people transitioning out of the military that actually go and start businesses? Um, I would say today maybe 40%. Okay. And that would be a horrible guess, Paul. And, but I'm, oh, uh, but okay. ironically, it would be this, ironically, it would be the same guess that most people answering that question would. The fact uh-huh. of the matter is, is only about 5% of those folks transitioning out of the military today are thinking I'd start to go out and start their own businesses. And so we had to Only ask the 5%? question, this is where the conference came from. Only 5%. And wow. so we had to ask the question, why is that? How did we go from 50% of folks who recognize their value to solve problems and, and, and bring new ideals and concepts to the market, how did we go from 50% of folks wearing a uniform down to 5%? Well, there's a couple reasons and so forth, but I'm going to address just, just two of the reasons. Sure. Uh, and the two reasons that I'm addressing, and the reason why we started the conference is because there is a lack of awareness. See, after World War II, the U.S. Small Business Administration, the federal appointed authority for all things small business, was founded right after World War II. And it was founded for the sole purpose of helping veterans start businesses. That's right. Yes. 
So you can imagine that when that organization was founded, that the word was out. Everybody transitioning out of the military knew that the federal government had this new agency known as the SBA, U.S. Small Business Administration, that would help them start their businesses. So awareness was really, really high. Today, when I'm on military installations all across the uh, all across my territory, which covers Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, there's 22 okay. of my organizations nationwide. So we cover all uh, we cover over 200 military installations all across the U.S. and some outside the U.S. Today, when we're on these military installations talking to service members and women in transition, we ask them. How many of you in this room are familiar with the SBA or know who the SBA is? We get in a classroom of 30, 40 people, we may get two or three people that raise their hand. Wow. There's no, there's no awareness. There's yeah. no awareness at all that that resource even exists. In fact, we're finding that out right now today in the midst of this COVID-19 environment. We're finding mm-hmm. that not only do the military, not only is the military folks that are transitioning not aware of the SBA and the SBA's value, but just the everyday business owner is not aware of the SBA and the SBA's <laughs> value and value proposition. And yeah. so this conference, Business Beyond the Battlefield, was to do just that. It was to increase the awareness of the U.S. Small Business Administration and all of the U.S. Small Business Administration of resources. We wanted to make sure that as folks were transitioning out of the military, they were fully aware of all the resources that were available to them to start their business. So that's reason number one. The reason number two that we started this conference and why it exists is to facilitate access because at our conference, not only do we increase their awareness and let them know about the resources, but we connect them to the resources. So some of the resources that the U.S. Small Business Administration has would be resources like SCORE. That's about mm-hmm. that's a group of volunteer mentors nationwide who come in and stand next to you for free, side by side, to mentor you in your business. Yeah. That's a resource from the U.S. Small mm-hmm. Business Administration. So we actually bring SCORE into our conference, and we connect our veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. We connect them to SCORE mentors. So we facilitate that access. So not only do they learn about SCORE, but they actually get to meet SCORE mentors and, and find a SCORE mentor right there in that environment. Another resource is the, the Small Business Development Center. These are yes. uh, business development centers that are laid, located on community state. college campuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're located on community college campuses and college campuses all across the U.S., but not everybody's aware of. And yeah. so we increase awareness by letting folks know who they are and where they are, but we facilitate access by bringing the SBDC into our event and then introducing everyone to their SBDC. Here's the SBDC in your area. Here's the SBDC in your area. And here's the resources and services that the SBDC provides. So that's the whole focus of the Business Beyond the Battlefield Conference is to increase awareness and facilitate access to entrepreneurial resources for those folks in the military-connected community. And last but not least is inspiration. We bring in some incredible speakers. We have uh, an Air Force uh, fighter pilot, Murph Murphy, Uh last year was our keynote speaker uh, to come in. And we we bring in those speakers to inspire folks to let the veteran and military community know that they have the skills necessary to make them successful entrepreneurs. And we, we give them the message that they need to hear 
to inspire them to bring their creative ideals and their solutions to problems to the marketplace. Well, I tell you, that's a very dynamic and robust program. I want to go back to what you said earlier. First of all, I gave 40% because I was trying to be very optimistic. I said, I know these people, <laughs> they're going in there to find it out, but I bombed, and that's okay. Uh, you know, they, I, I can learn from that. And then the next thing I want to say, Patrick, is when you were talking about when people going through that transition workshop, like I went through at Bowling Air Force Base after being at the Pentagon, I can never recall anyone being in there from SBA. We had a a, um, a trainer, instructor, that came in, and she just asked us, well, what do you all want to do after you retire from the military? But no one, not even a mention mm-hmm. of the SBA, so you're exactly right on point. And, uh, but as far as me learning about the small business development centers, I learned about those through the state of Maryland, just going to them. And uh, then through a pro- program I went through uh, last year uh, when I, I went in to relaunch my business. So you're exactly right. There was no transition. when I, And I retired in 2002. There was never a mention wow. of the SBA. So you're, you're exactly right. right. And so your program is very dynamic, very robust, and is a difference maker for a lot of people that you're touching, which I, I really applaud you for that. So thank, thank you very much for enlightening me so I can pass this on to the people that I know. <laughs> Absolutely. So. And it's a fun program. We make it a great networking event where people get to network and interact with one another. They build, they build yeah. teaming relationships for folks who are in the government contracting space. They build teaming relationships yeah. and, and learn how to, and, and they become subcontractors of the prime contractors, uh, folks who are in different verticals. They create their own little small networks within that vertical. So folks who are in the restaurant space, they all get to hang out with one another. Folks who are in the uh-huh. IT space, they all come and hang out with one another. And, you know, the military itself, right, we're we're, we're a community, right? And all of That's us right. have served and worn the uniform. We're a community. Right. And so as such, we when we get a chance to get around other folks who have worn the uniform as we're sharing our war stories and whatever other stories that we're having from our military experiences – now we get to also transition that to our business stories. And that's why we call the conference Business Beyond the Battlefield, because if you think about it, our business when we're wearing a uniform is to protect the American way of life. Regardless exactly. of what branch of service you're in, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, that's Coast right. Guard, or military it's, it's, spouse, your, mm-hmm. your mission, your job was to protect the American way of life, right? Absolutely. Well, what Absolutely. better way one, to one military. continue your mission? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and what better way to continue your mission than to start a business, right? Yeah. What better that's, that's way true. to protect the American way of life than to protect the free enterprise, free enterprise system by starting a business, solving problems for consumers that are out there, and 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 creating and and, and creating opportunities, creating jobs, adding revenue to the gross domestic product. You know, paying payroll, veterans. Right now, even though only 5% transition out of the military and start businesses, guess what? We represent 2.5 million veteran-owned businesses. That's a little over 9% of all U.S. small businesses are veteran-owned. We hire veteran-owned businesses. We hire more than 5.8 million employees worldwide. Veteran-owned businesses, we pay more than $210 billion in payroll annually. And we contribute more than $1.4 trillion to the U.S. GDP every year. That's the impact that we have. 
that is a remarkable impact and one that I know is going to continue, especially uh, given the uh, current uh, state of the U.S. with the businesses just opening back up. And uh, that's a great transition, Patrick. So given the COVID-19, how have you been able to pivot your business model to offset the pause in the business and the economy as we, the wheels are slowly turning to get people back, the businesses open up and states open up and impact COVID-19? So part- on your no, absolutely. Thank you, Paul, for that question. And there's actually two ways for me to answer that question. The first way, the first way I'm answering, because I'm an SBA resource partner, uh-huh. I'm familiar with SBA resources. So the pivot for me in my office wasn't as hard as it is or was on so many other small businesses that are out there because, believe it or not, the U.S. Small Business Administration Office of Disaster of Assistance has been around yeah. since 1957, right? No, disasters are not it. new for the <laughs> SBA, <laughs> right? The disasters are not new for the SBA. They've been around for hurricanes and tornadoes and floods that, that, that and earthquakes that's what it was. and things of that nature. Yeah, well, that's what, what it was, was it for you, a hurricane, hurricane in Texas, in awesome. Beaumont, Texas, and it rolled through there, and it just took the roof, part of the roof down, and, and about $10,000 worth of damage. And I, I was, of course, with right. the but I have a ten, tenant in my property, but uh, they uh, gave right. a 0% interest. You cannot top 0% interest. <laughs> That's right. And, yeah. and so what's interesting, the, the question you asked about how do we pivot, so pivot for yeah. us was easy because we're an SBA resource partner, and we had always had a relationship with the Office of Disaster Assistance. So my office, we had a disaster plan. We already knew before the disaster was announced and accepted at the state level, at the federal level, and so forth, we already had a plan in place that says in the event of a disaster, in the event we can't come to office, what do we do? In the event that we can't serve our clients in the way that we're currently serving them, what do we do? So the minute that disaster announced, disaster declarations were made, we just executed the plan that we had already had and so forth. So that was one thing for us. The second way that I answer that question is because of how my organization is structured, we do 85% of what we do, we do virtually, and it's always been that way for us. Because my office is a staff of only four people, and we're responsible for Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, Arkansas. it's tough for us to counsel, coach, and serve our clients face-to-face, right? So in order for us to serve clients in three different states, we had to be virtual. So we've been operating in a virtual environment since we started back in 2016. We do the majority of our interaction. uh, The the bulk of our interaction is via email, via uh, phone calls, via Skype, uh via Zoom, via all of the Mm -hmm. different technology processes that, that are in place. And so we just kind of upped our game because the one thing that we did do that was face-to-face is we delivered this two-day entrepreneur boot camp on the military installation. So every month we were on military four installations in Texas, four in Oklahoma, two in Arkansas. And now that these installations were closed because of COVID-19, we couldn't be on the installation. So what did we do? We executed our disaster plan. We took our, our boot camps our two-day boot camps, and we made them virtual boot camps. And so 
Every Tuesday and Wednesday, my team is on the, in a virtual boot camp teaching entrepreneurship. And then we do the same thing through the Army virtual system. Every Monday and Tuesday, part of my mm-hmm. team is teaching uh, a boot camp in the Army system. So that, that's, that's what our pivot has been. Uh, let, so let me that, add that one more thing in there, really, Paul. That makes it really great. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, let, let me add one more thing in there because it's not just okay. about the process, right? The, what I just talked about is the process and what we went through from a process standpoint. Let me talk about it from a leadership standpoint because you and I are part of this Global Good Fund community, which is all focused exactly. on our leadership uh, and so uh-huh. forth. So let, let me just touch that in just a second and say from a leadership standpoint, what has happened is it's connected me even more with my team members because from a leadership standpoint, the first thing that I had to do is I had to pull my team together and say to my team, how do you feel? Where's your head at? Where's your heart at? How's your family? What's going on with you? And I had to remember that connection. I couldn't be so focused on the process that I forget about the people because the process doesn't matter if the people are not right, right? That's right. That humanity. And, and, and so, right. And so the most important thing for the most important thing that I did as a leader and the most important thing that we do as an organization is we remind our entrepreneurs and we remind the community out there, don't forget about your people. I, I understand you need to change your process. I understand there's some things that you've got to do differently. But the most important thing that you have to do, particularly in the midst of a crisis, is you have to stay connected to your people. And so that's what we've done is, it, it, you know, my, my team meets every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for one hour. We spend the first 20 minutes of that hour. All I'm doing is asking, hey, tell me how your family's doing. How, 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 how's your son? How's your daughter? Uh, how's your wife? And, and we just spend 20 minutes just talking to one another and, talk, and talking about what our experience is like as we're going through this virtual environment and so on and so forth. And then after we get past that, that, that time period, then we start talking about the process and whatever else is going, in our, going on in our business. Yeah, I think that is wonderful because it's that, that quote that goes, uh, people don't care how much you know, they want to know how much you care. And that goes a long Absolutely. way. Yeah, that, that definitely goes Absolutely. a long way. And I know they appreciate it as well. Indeed. Yeah. They appreciate it. So uh, let's talk a little, and thank you for that, Patrick. That's just so insightful, and I know it's going to help a lot of people, especially people who don't don't even know about it, uh, you know, about the Small Business Administration, about the SCORE uh, representatives, and about the Small Business Development Center. That's the real key for the, the uh, entrepreneurs there, especially for our, our uh, veterans. And uh, what I want to do is talk about now you as an author, speaker, and coach. How do your programs assist uh, small business owners to excel at a higher level, at higher levels? Uh, looking uh, specifically at, at your uh, authorship, your speaking, and your training, and the value it adds to your clients. So, no, so thank you for asking that question. This, this, this is my passion. This is who I am, and, and, and I learned so much about this, that this is who I am. Paul, as, as you think about that question, I, I want you to imagine this. Imagine a relationship that's entirely focused on you, you know, someone listening rather than just hearing you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, imagine someone who holds you accountable to your dreams and your aspirations, where it's not about them, but it's all about you. Someone who is insatiably curious about who you are, but more importantly, who you intend to be. Right? Yeah. Think, just think about that for mm-hmm. a second. Um, imagine a relationship in your life with an individual who is often more committed to what you want to achieve than you are yourself. That's the end result of what it is that I do from a coaching standpoint. Uh-huh. That is remarkable. Right? So I so so yeah, so from a coaching standpoint what what, what I do is is I carry the, the mindset that I'm not the expert. And you'll find that the, the coach doesn't have to be the expert. In fact, the coach shouldn't be the expert. In fact, the, the, a friend of mine, uh, Les Brown, who mentored me for, for about oh, 18 yeah. months and still provides some mentoring today, uh, one of the top five motivational speakers in the world, he, he, oh, I don't yeah. know where the quote came from, but I got it from him. He said, you can't see the picture if you're in the frame. Yeah. And so as that's a left. coach, <laughs> as a as a coach, I'm the person standing next to you that's outside of the frame to help you see the picture more clearly. Oh, because wonderful. as you look at your life and you look at where you are in your business and you look at where it is that you want to go and what you want to be, so on and so forth, as it's tough for you to see your blind spots. It's tough for you to see even some of the opportunities. Forget the blind spots. The opportunities that might be right there in your face because you're in the frame. You're in the midst of it. And so I, in the coaching standpoint, I stand outside of the frame. I become a sounding board for you to sound your ideals off of and your thoughts off of and your vision off of and so forth so you can hear your own words coming from another voice. You hear your own yeah. words in another voice. And so that's what we do from a, from a coaching standpoint. And I got my coaching uh, certification and my coaching experience, my coaching background from John Maxwell. John Maxwell yeah. is one of the top leadership gurus in the world. Uh, he's Without written over 80 books on leadership, leadership team development, yeah. coaching, counseling. I mean, that's who he is. He's, he's spoken at all of the military academies, West Point, the Air Force Academy, Naval Academy. He's spoken to the uh-huh. Department of Defense. He's spoken at all of the major corporations from Mobile and Shell, American Airlines. I mm-hmm. mean, you name General Motors. I mean, you name it. He's spoken to all to heads of states of countries all around the world. And, and and so forth, and he's helped them with their leadership. And so he had a cert, he has a certification program that he invited me to be in a, be a part of, and he taught me his coaching process. And what Very I just awesome. described to you as someone who who can help you break free of your self talk and your limiting beliefs uh, that have sabotaged your own growth. Uh, someone uh, who sees the enormity of your true essence. I learned that through my certification with the John Maxwell, John Maxwell team. And so I utilize oh, yeah. that in the process. I do master, I host mastermind group coaching sessions where I take groups of individuals uh, uh, through uh, leadership training, leadership development, using the principles, John's 21 irrefut- uh, irrefutable laws of leadership, John's oh, yeah. 15 invaluable laws of growth, and so on and so forth. And I use that content to help people grow, improve, and prosper in the area of leadership. Oh, that's fantastic. John Maxwell is one of the most awesome people there is. And if you looked at my library, you see John Maxwell, John Maxwell, John Maxwell. You see Les Brown. You see. <laughs> so, yes, you're dealing with the, with the heavyweights, and they provide so much more uh, than what the 
say the average uh, uh, coach or trainer would provide as far as their program. So that's that's outstanding. So your clients are really getting, you know, a really uh, wonderful uh, model in which to follow. And so we're getting down to our last few minutes here, Patrick. But before we go, I want to talk about the Global Good Fund Fellowship Program. And you mentioned it earlier, how it focuses into that area of leadership as far as being a social entrepreneur. So how is transforming, how is the Global Good Fund as a fellow transforming your leadership platform uh, for you? Well, thank you, Paul, for asking. And and the the most important thing and the most significant thing that the Global Good Fund is doing and has done for me is exposure to like-minded people. Right, we're talking about social entrepreneurs. We're talking about social impact entrepreneurs and social impact leaders, and it's so great to be in the company of so many social entrepreneurs, so many social impact leaders. As we all recognize that we have, we carry the same vein. Every last one of us carry this vein of service. We carry the mm-hmm. same vein and the same root of wanting to add value to others and wanting to serve others and, and wanting to solve not our own personal problem, but solve world problems, right? Yeah. Solve world problems across the board. And so what the Global Good Fund has done for me, it's exposed me to a community of individuals who have the same heart, who have the same yeah. mind, and who have the same goals. And as a result, now I get the mastermind with folks like you, Paul, right? I get the mastermind with folks like you and interact with other social entrepreneurs and learn what their best businesses are and how they're connecting with their community and what types of tools that they're using, what type of technology that they're coming up with and technology that they're using, what type of conversations that they're having, what types of boards are they serving on and and how they're Mm -hmm. impacting those boards. And that's what what I would love to do. I'd love to, to add value to some of the more nonprofit boards that are out there and even some of the for-profit boards to add value and to help that board grow in their leadership as, as board members and to help that board be more successful in achieving their, their board goals. But that's what Global Good Fund has done and is doing for me. The, the, the other thing that it's done for me is because, as you know, the, the Global Good Fund relationship and that fellowship yeah. comes with a stipend. In other words, it comes with funding. Sure. It, yes. You know, someone always asks the question, what would you do if money were no object? Well, Correct. it put me in a position <laughs> where I could say at least this amount of money is no object, exactly. right? The amount of money that's yeah. offered through the fellowship, it put me in a position where I could say, you know what? This amount of money really is no object, so now that I have it, what would I do with it? How can I utilize yeah. this amount of money to grow? that's specifically set aside to help me grow in the area of leadership, and so it positioned me because before I had to look back at my personal budget and make financial decisions about what, 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 and, and I, had to, I had to make everything fit. But now having exactly. this extra source of funding, I said, so what would you do if you did that? And that's what it did for me, right? Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a great, great program. I keep telling people. A lot of people aren't familiar with it, but I keep on passing on to them, hey, this is a great program. You may want to give it some consideration. So, Patrick, uh, you are just a wonderful guest expert, number one, and I want to thank you for that, for being the guest today. Uh, I want you to also provide, before we go, you provide your contact information, how people can get in contact with you uh, after this interview is over. 
So if you can provide your your uh, best contact where people can reach out to you. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm I'm so I am very proud of my relationship, my certification, and all the resources I have through my John Maxwell team. So the best way to reach me is just remember that great leader, John Maxwell. Oh, and go yeah. to johnmaxwell.com, right? It's, it's, you might forget Patrick's name, but you shouldn't forget John Maxwell's name, right? So just go to johnmaxwell.com, and then when you're looking for me, just go forward slash Patrick Alcorn, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-A-L-C-O-R-N. So johnmaxwell.com forward slash Patrick Alcorn. That's the best way uh, to reach me. My website is sitting there, and if they want to get me by phone, it's in the United sure. States. That's the plus one uh, area code yeah. or the plus one uh, digit, and then it's eight one seven six one four 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 two three. That's one plus eight one seven six one four 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 two three. Patrick Alcorn. Fantastic, and I really appreciate that. And I know people are going to get in contact with you, and I'm going to, of course, ensure that I keep it going on the social media sites and also connecting within the greater Global Good Fund uh, family and community as well. But, Patrick, you know, this was an awesome interview that you explain and express exactly what you do. So anyone who wants to know what you do, they will know from this interview, and, and that's what it was all about, and you made it happen. So thank you very much, and I look forward to working with you even more in the future. I'd like to bring you in on another interview sometimes in the future as well. Paul, thank you for this opportunity, and please, I'm, I'm, I'm open to your invitation anytime you want to bring me in. All right, my friend. So you have a great day, and uh, this will end this uh, session of the Wealthy Speaker Show. Again, our guest today was Patrick Alcorn. He empowers through leadership and excellence. So have a great day, Patrick, and I'll ensure that you also receive the archive from this as well. Have a great day. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Paul's show. And go out and be great. Have a great today. All right. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Goodbye. And, yes, everyone, uh, again, we had the guest expert, Patrick Alcorn. He empowers through leadership and excellence, and Patrick is a strong leader he shares his role as director of the University of Austin the, uh, Veterans Business Outreach Center, and he's also the founder of Business Beyond the Battlefield Conferences. And today he really displayed the excellence and the leadership that he has leading his company and as director. And so I want to thank each and every one of you for listening today and encourage your friends to also listen to this episode and uh, as I always state, my time is up, and I thank you for yours. We'll have another broadcast tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. This is Paul Lawrence Fan, host of the Wealthy Speaker Show. Enjoy your day. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in, listening in, and connecting with host Paul Lawrence Van and his guests. Encourage your family, friends, and colleagues to tune in to another episode of The Wealthy Speaker Show with Paul Lawrence Van. 